This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yeah, any problem I face when I'm solving. Oh, we still on the ocean bars? I'm intelligent dolphin. H-Mac, I'm off the top. I'm feeling y'all in anguish. Yeah, and we're the dolphins because I speak a deep language. Yeah, I'm all up in it and I'm spitting it ill. They like, Mac, how do you breathe? Yo, I got me some gills. Yeah, I've been going deep, man. Can't nobody diss me. Said I'm breathing through the gills, but my flow is never Guillotine. fishing. Yeah, hey, yo, I make these rappers flee the scene. Hey, yo, off with their heads like a guillotine. H-Mac, man, it is quite confusing. We're the guillotines. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I am your host, David So. We also have Edric Park in the house, also mm-hmm. known as Ed Two, and a very, very special, special guest. Motherfucking Harry, Harry Mack. Hey, let's go. Hey, before we even start, before we even start, though, I, I got to say, uh, and this is my opinion, yeah. as, as a longtime hip-hop fan, right. somebody who's done hip-hop, I got to say, bro, like... You are one of the best, if not the best, freestylers, not only of right now, but of all time. Damn. In man. my opinion. That's in my opinion. Because, like, Thank you. It's, it's facts to me. You know? I, yeah. I don't even say it's an opinion, actually. I take that back. It's facts. <laughs> it's facts. <laughs> blushing, dude. Yeah, it's facts, <laughs> That's amazing, man. man. I mean, you. it's crazy. It's crazy. So if you guys don't know who Harry Mack is, okay, so I, I actually started seeing you on YouTube uh, years ago. Yeah. Right? And yep. you were kind of like just doing this random freestyle shit on a beach. Right. And I was like, yo, who the fuck is this guy, right? <laughs> and so, like, I hadn't heard of your name in a bit, right? Yeah. Just because I was doing my own thing. And then lo and behold, I saw you fucking rap in front of Kendrick. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, this guy looks so fucking familiar. And it was from those videos that I saw when you were doing it at the beach. Right. Venice Beach, right? Venice Beach, right? And you just come up and freestyle with a lot of people. And a lot of people don't know like, well, they probably do know, but this, the, the art of freestyling is so different now, right? Right, yeah. right, And right. when people talk about freestyles, a lot of them, they're, they aren't freestyles. It's written. Right. It's so, written. Right. Which is not a problem, right? Like yeah. we, we had, well, recently on LA Leakers, J. Cole came out and he kind of spit his bars, right? right. They're like, oh, dope is freestyle. That but, was heat, but it was, you know, yeah, it was written. 10, <laughs> right. 10, 15 years ago, right. yeah. nobody would have ever said that was a freestyle. Right. They're like, it's, it wasn't off the top. It was written. Not to say it wasn't fucking dope. I mm-hmm. flipped out over that shit. It oh, was hell dope. yeah. Me too. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. And then we see somebody like you who's a freestyler, like legit freestyle. Literally <laughs> off the top. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's not written. And so I, I think that's the thing too. Like important distinction there of what freestyle is, totally, right? Totally. Like like what you're alluding to classically, like historically, freestyle was really something that you did off the top. Yeah. But then it started to kind of evolve into like, well, even if you have written's, if you're kind of like conjuring it up on the spot, it's technically a freestyle, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's totally like an issue of terminology. Exactly, right? Like exactly. I think, and it's funny too, because actually there are quotes from like, I think like Big Daddy Kane and mm-hmm. people from like that era, like yeah. the 80s yeah. era, like early hip hop, 
where they're saying like a freestyle is basically just a written verse about nothing in particular, mm, mm. even back then. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily improvised, but it was just a verse without like a subject to it. It was just mm. like a lyrical flex. And then, you know, at some point, I don't know when in the history it, it came to mean off top improvised rhyme. Like we're talking about right? Yeah. Like what I do. Yeah. yeah. And then now it's almost like it came full circle back to what they were saying back in the <laughs> 80s where it's like a freestyle most of the time, mm-hmm. like 99% of the time, if the video says freestyle, um, if it's Funk Flex or Sway or whatever, right. it's not off the top. No, it's a, it's sure. just a written verse that's not necessarily about one thing. Usually right. it's an extended verse. Often it's not really on an album or anything like that. It's like the only place you're hearing it is there on the radio. Yeah. And it's just like a lyrical flex. So like for a, you, did you, did you grow up in Los Angeles? I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Okay, man, this is this story is getting interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a white dude from Portland, Oregon. Yeah. That's probably arguably one of the best freestyle rappers that's ever fucking time, all time, all time, bro. And yeah. this is not an exaggeration. If you guys haven't heard him, and intermittently between the podcast, you know, turn it off, go listen to it, and then come back to this conversation because <laughs> yeah. 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 you'll you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. You know. So how how did you get into like freestyle and just rapping in general, like hip hop culture in general? Man, so I mean, I fell in love with hip hop when I was a little kid. You know, probably second or third grade. And really what happened was my older sister, she's three years older than me. She came home from school one day, I remember, and she was like, yo, all the cool kids are listening to either Z100, which was the pop station, or 95.5, Jamming 95.5, which was the mainstream rap station in Portland. And, you know, obviously as a little second or third grader, I was like, well, I want to be cool. You know, (laughs) so I checked out the stations and for whatever reason, I was more drawn to uh, Jamming 95.5. I was drawn to the rap station. Mm. And... um, I guess that was just because of like the sonic quality of the music. You know, I think it really was. It was like the low end and the bass the and like the bat, smacking bro. drums <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah. Like my body was rocked by it. You know, I like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I became addicted to the feeling. You know, yeah. I was like, I want to ha- I want to feel that again. That yeah. was like the coolest shit I ever felt. Who was on um, at the time? Like who was who was in rotation? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So this would have been like late, like very late 90s into 2000, mm. 2000 or early 2000s. So like, yeah, growing up, I mean, it was a lot of like, you know, it was like Ja Rule and Ashanti. It was like Nelly, a lot of like, yeah, very poppy kind of like mainstream stuff. Like, what would be without you? Yeah. (laughs) But then then Legends as well, you know, it was Eminem, it was Dre, it was huge, Snoop was huge, Jay and Nas were still super active and and, and really popular on on radio as well. So it was a mix, you know, Busta Rhymes, Right, right. Break Your Neck was Mm -hmm. the jam. And so... Yeah, in the beginning, it was just mainstream hip-hop like that. And then a couple years later, like when we got into middle school, sixth grade or whatever, um, that's when the freestyle thing started to started to pick up for me. We mm. would go hang at my friend Brady's house every day after school. He had cable, mm-hmm. but I didn't have cable at home. <laughs> yeah. So we would go He's kick the cool it. kid with the cable. Yeah. yeah, like he had all the channels. We yeah. had like five channels and yeah. the antenna that you had to like adjust. And <laughs> yeah, like it was yeah, all yeah, static. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we would go kick it with Brady and stuff. He, his house was on the walk home from school. So we'd post up there and we would watch like, you know, BET, VH1, MTV, whatever, anywhere where they were showing music related stuff. Yeah. And so we were checking out like, 106 in Park, Freestyle Friday. Right, right. When Jin had his run there too. Yeah, yeah. right then, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jin was like the god and we were watching him and studying him and and we were watching like Rap City, The Basement, right, you know, with right. Big Tigger and yeah. them. And, and um, when we realized that it was like, oh, they're improvising this like in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it it's so magical to, to see that where yeah. it's like, you know, 
I guess it's like if you go to a big rock show, there's like sets and pyrotechnics and like the drummers on a platform that floats over the crowd and stuff like yeah. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like what these guys are doing is like none of that. Right. It's like just showing up with their brain yeah. and their mouth, yeah. like these these tools that we all have and wake up with daily. That's all it is. And using their imagination, they're like blowing people's brains right. wide open, you know, and, right. and just it was it was addictive. I think the, the, <laughs> the crazy thing is, though, right, like everybody got influenced in that specific era with the For whole sure, Eight Mile was yeah. coming out, you that know, too. and yep. everyone's like, oh, I want to be a rapper now. You yep. know, I got I want a freestyle battle. Right. No, one yeah. of the most embarrassing moments of my life is because of shit like that. You think like you could rap. I'm like, oh, he did. I could do it. And then you go out and somebody just murders you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you never come out of your room for a fucking month. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Oh, dude. Yeah. But that's, but that's kind of like your rite of passage, though, right? Like, yeah. you got to go through that. You, yeah. you got to yeah. embarrass yourself. You got to yeah. get humbled and recognize, oh, shit, I'm not that dude. I, I got work to do if I really want to do this. And 100%. also, that that's what will set you apart in terms of like, okay, I went through this adversity. Do I still want to do it? That's yeah. how you know you love it. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 I got destroyed in a rap battle, man, when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah. I got beat by this sixth grader, too, uh-huh. at the time. Oh, that's uh, the worst. Yeah. Like, we became friends after. He's actually still rapping. He's really dope. His name's Milk. Shout out to Milk. Uh, uh-huh. he's, he's, he's in Portland. But yeah, he crushed me, man. He was a grade younger, and I showed up to the lunchroom, and like, he brought all his homies, and he had his crew ready to be okay. like, oh, after every line. And yeah. I, it was just me and Brady, and, yeah. we, you know, <laughs> he's yeah. got Brady yeah. the one <laughs> night, man. He's like, come on, Brady. Yeah. Hype me up, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was a lot to ask of Brady, to be honest. So, yeah. Brady hates though. you for that, actually. <laughs> Brady got collateral damage. Yeah, bro. He's yeah. like, that's just the bystander, bro. Yeah, exactly. Why we- am I getting clowned on? <laughs> yeah, we had to go down together, man. It was uh-huh. rough. But, uh, yeah. So, how do you, like, start from... Okay, because, like I said, when we're talking about freestyling, right? Like, you yeah. you had examples before you that you're, you you kind of started rapping yourself yeah. right but your style is so very unique here's the thing that's unique about the way that you freestyle mm-hmm. that a lot of people if you don't know music it's very odd yeah. your tempo switches all the time and also yeah. like your rap style flips up which is very that's, very difficult that's the most impressive Word. thing is that your your rhyme scheme you Changes. can tailor it right. to like in the moment right which is not easy to do no you know what i mean like yeah. that really like you ride the beat so well when you're Thank freestyling you. Thank like you. you're in the pocket and i'm like how, how the fuck is this guy doing this man i mean honestly like that all comes down to the fact that i'm a drummer oh, oh yeah I'm, 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 so you got yeah. that rhythm flowing through your veins yeah man. yeah i'm yeah. a jazz drummer uh that's what i went to college for i've been there playing drums for as there long as go. i've been rapping makes st- sense yeah i yeah. started playing the drums when i was 10 which is like right around the same time i started writing my first rhymes and then mm. freestyling soon after So that's what brought me down to L.A. Actually, I went to music school at USC for the jazz studies program as a drummer. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So all of that, like the and and I gigged for years as a drummer through through Los Angeles playing, you know, bars and restaurants and and venues and and shows. So Mm -hmm. um, that's like a huge cheat code, man. The whole rhythmic part of it. Right. Right. uh, Being able to improvise rhythmically. That's the job of a jazz drummer. Mm -hmm. You know, so Mm -hmm. that part is very much internalized. And so to me, like a freestyle rap is very much like a jazz drum solo with words. Right. right How right. fucking crazy is that? Because <laughs> that, that helps fill in that gap a little bit, right? Beca- right. Because it's so unique. Like yeah. nobody does that. This, yeah. And, you know, also too, when we talk about freestyling too, yeah. you know, if it was off the top, sometimes people couldn't do it on beat. 
Like you right, get you yeah. get a freestyle rapper that's doing this thing like right, they're battle rapping. Right. You put a beat in the mix, they can't rap. There's yeah. a BPM that they thrive in, you know. Right. And then once it gets like out of that, whether it's slower or faster, it might kind of take them out of their comfort zone. Totally right. Totally. But for you, it's just like fluid. You cover the whole spectrum, and I'm just like, okay, this guy can speed it up at will. <laughs> he could slow it down at will, and still maintain like the rhyme scheme and Word. still be on beat. Like that's nuts, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah th- I mean that's always been important to me. The whole time I was working on freestyling and, and, and still to this day when I'm practicing and developing, it's like, I want the musicality to be there mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I want it to be a thing where when you listen to it, I never wanted it to be like, oh, it's pretty dope for a freestyle. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, like, you. It's pretty dope because he's making it up right now. Right. Like, I wanted it to feel like, nah, man, it's just dope. Mm-hmm. Like, it just sounds good. Yeah. Like, it already sounds like yeah. the finished product. It yeah. sounds like maybe you would have written it that way and performed it that way. And I think, like you say, that's the big piece that's that's missing for a lot of MCs who occasionally freestyle, mm-hmm. right, and haven't really developed that skill set is it, it, it'll be dope and maybe it'll have some bars in it and some cool wordplay and things like that. Yeah. But the pocket is missing and that's kind of forgiven because right. it's like, well, it doesn't need to have the pocket. Right. It's a freestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. My thing was like, man, why can't the freestyle also have, you know, that that same rhythmic pocket and yeah. fluidity and 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 all the different styles and switches of the flow and yeah. double time and triplets because it's too fucking hard that's why because <laughs> <laughs> it's a people, skill man yeah. people have been wanting to yeah. they can't I'm, I'm sure people have thought like oh i, w- I want to do that <laughs> you man. know but yeah well you know but i do have to say like shout out to like the og freestylers you know supernatural juice oh super um, mad man like you know yeah, yeah juice freestyle fellowship for sure because sure. those cats are very much in the pocket when they're doing their freestyles right, as well and right. they're actually the the ones that showed me that that was even possible that's crazy you know when yeah. i was young like i wouldn't have thought that that was possible yeah the first time i heard supernatural i was like that's impossible yeah, yeah. like that was yeah. just my i was like there's no there's no fucking way yeah um so, so who, are, yeah. who are your like uh hip-hop influences growing up done let's like in a more personal circle right so like yeah. instead of just like you know artists and stuff who was like in your group in your circle that kind of helped you out. Yeah, man. So definitely Brady, who I mentioned, you know, that's whose house we would go over to and hang out at. Um, him and I are still close friends. And, and uh, he was into like turntablism and scratching okay. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Like when we were in middle school, we had this thing where like I had started writing my rhymes mm-hmm. and he had one of those fabric binders. And the fact, <laughs> you remember with the zipper? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. Trapper keepers? Was it? Was that what yeah. it was called? Something like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's the equivalent of having a rolly bag. Dude. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. He's flexing, exactly. man. Exactly. It's so funny. Like, I wouldn't even remember that those exist except for this story, which yeah. is that it had, like, the fabric had a rough texture to it. And so he would like use his pencil and get like this. He would rub the tip of his pencil <laughs> against the rough fabric of the binder to create like a zig, like a scratching yeah, sound yeah, yeah. Zig, zig, with the pencil. Yeah. And I would do my rhymes and stuff while he was doing his scratching <laughs> on the binder. And then uh, we ended up learning about there was a like a pamphlet that got handed out in school for music lessons at this place called Ethos, which was like a nonprofit for music lessons. And they happen to have lessons in turntablism, mm. like to learn how to scratch wow. and be a hip hop DJ and, and mix and stuff like that. And so um Brady ended up like begging his parents uh, for like, you know, a beginner set of turntables and getting signed up for those classes. And the teacher there was a big influence on us and and a huge help when we were young. Um, His name was DJ Apostle. And he was just like a dope um, hip hop, you know, uh, DJ in Mm -hmm. Portland. 
And so he started teaching Brady and then eventually Brady was like, oh, like my boy Harry is a, is a rapper. And I started coming through and hanging out. And he was like a real mentor to us, man. He was probably like in his 20s or something. We were 12 years old. Yeah, and I yeah. think he just thought it was bugged out yeah. that these two like 12-year-old <laughs> kids in Portland were like deep into learning Dude, how to it, rap. And, and stuff. I'm sure it inspired him too, you know, made him fall in love with hip hop sure. again to see like that excitement. Because like, Definitely. dude, that that excitement in youth when they're passionate about something discovered for the first time, it's infectious, man. Hell yeah. yeah. You, Hell you know yeah. what's also too, it's like I've all... From when I watched your first videos till now, right? Yeah. You definitely practice a lot. Hell yeah. Because you even gotten better since I've seen you before. Word. You used to have your, your filler word was your was your name. Yeah. It's gone now. <laughs> it's not all the way gone. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much non-fucking existent. Yeah. That's the first thing I noticed. I was Hell like, yeah. well, his filler word's gone. Yeah. I was like, yeah. how the fuck are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, was that really hard for you to get yeah. rid of? Before we continue this podcast, my brain farts, we are brought to you by Purple. And I can't tell you how much I love my Purple mattress because it has been giving me some of the best sleeps of my life. Start loving yourself by respecting your rest with a Purple mattress. Shame on you if you are hurting your own back. What that back do to you? Bless yourself with the Purple mattress, my friends. Purple technology in their products keeps me cool, supports my back, sides, hips, necks, and shoulders. Gives me better support than your husband or wife has ever given you. That's a lot better than anything you've had. So, guess what, too? Free shipping and returns. So, there's really nothing that you should be waiting for to get the best sleep of your life. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash brain10 and use promo code brain10. That's purple.com slash brain10 promo code brain10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more purple.com slash brain10 promo code brain10 terms apply yeah 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 so uh I'm obsessed with practicing you know I've been obsessed with practicing since since the drums my first instrument was the violin my dad had to make me practice like I was like seven I would cry and stuff like whatever (laughs) um and my dad made me practice which shout out to my dad because it instilled that uh I learned that through practice, you can get better. Mm. When I got the drums, I was like, all I want to do is play. And so that same thing applies to my freestyling. I practice all the time. And getting rid of the filler phrase to answer your question. Yeah, man, it's super difficult. Um, pretty much every freestyler has their identifiable yep. filler yep. phrases. And yep. you can't say the N-word, so that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Nor do I want to. Um, but yeah, man, like I created exercises that, uh, you know, allowed me to work on reducing that, you know, wow. so I, I really like made it a focal point. Yeah. It's funny too, though, because freestyling is a live art, right? right. So it's yep. like, normally you're not recording it and watching it back. You're just like in a cypher with homies freestyling. Yeah. Yeah. So for years and years and years, like I have my filler phrases, but no one ever really called me out on it or yeah. recognized it as an issue because right. it was just so live in the moment. Yeah. You almost don't even hear it. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as we started filming it and putting the videos out, you start seeing the comment it, section was like, don't you say Harry Mac every bar? I was like, no, I don't. And then I started listening to it and I was like, oh my God, I say Harry Mac every bar. And it was like, okay, like this is a real thing. And so once we started recording it, man, it changed the game game and and i i was really able to see patterns and see like the areas and the weaknesses that Mm -hmm. i could work on to get better where did you come up with the idea just to go out in public and start recording this stuff because that has to be like a moment where you're like i'm dope at this shit (laughs) (laughs) and people need to see this yeah you know what man like for years and years i was freestyling and you know my friends and 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 family members and people who were close to me knew that i was crazy with the freestyles Mm -hmm. 
But I was just afraid to kind of put it out there like that. And right? you never know. You know, friends and family kind of gas you up yeah, sometimes. Exactly. Like I'd be yeah. drawing something on a napkin. They're like, dude, you're like Picasso, bro. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. You don't know if you can trust that feedback. And, and, you know, yeah, for sure, man. And I was just dealing with my own insecurities. And, like, you know, I wasn't ready to put it out there like that. What ended up happening was a, a, a friend of mine, Jacob Mann. He's like a great jazz uh, piano player and composer. He was coming out with a jazz record and he wanted to promote it. So he hit me up and was like, hey, man, can you, you know, I made this song. Can you freestyle over it while we drive down Sunset Boulevard? I'll film it on my phone and I just want to throw it up and promote my record. And I was like, yeah, man, it was like a favor to a friend, mm, you know, mm-hmm. showed up, filmed that. We drove down Sunset. I freestyled about everything I could see. It took like 20 minutes. We got lunch. I forgot about it. Week later, I woke up from a nap and my roommate at the time was like, yo, bro, you're going viral right now. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are you talking about? And yeah. she was like, yeah, your video, this video of you rapping is like number one on Reddit videos. And that's you know, crazy, on it. man. Yeah. So that was what kind of like, that was the catalyst, you know, honestly, like shout out to Jacob, man. Cause like <laughs> he knew I was dope and, yeah. and uh, he kind of like pushed me uh, past my insecurities of doing it. And as soon as I saw the feedback, I was like, okay, mm. you, you got know, something. no yeah. time to be scared anymore. Right. Just like I might as well see, right. you know, right. I might as well lean into this and see, I'm so passionate about it. I love it. I yeah. do it all the time anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm obsessed with it. Like no more being scared. Even if I am scared, fuck that. Yeah, like make the shit put and put it out. out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause like the, obviously there's some people that fuck with it, you know? So yeah. let's see. Oh, you got, you got a lot of people fucking with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm lucky. Man. It's interesting because lucky. like, I, I think like, I'm pretty sure everybody, including your fans can sense that you actually really enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. This isn't like a one-time gimmick. This isn't something that you're just going to do for now just to get some cash and then run away. Nah. This is what you're about. Like you really fucking love music, Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. which yeah. is actually very refreshing to see, you know, on, on a space where everything is done for clout. Right. Right. But it just happens that your talent, your passion, your joy happens to get you clout. <laughs> that is a byproduct of what you love, which right. is so cool. Yeah, you know? 100%, man. I, I feel really, really blessed. I feel really fortunate. Like, freestyling is what I love more mm-hmm. than anything else in the world. And music, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, being a musician, I've always wanted to be a musician. Like, from the time I was a little kid, yeah. I knew, like, that's the coolest shit in the world. Like, music is it, you know? I used to, like, bang rhythms on my high chair table, and I, I was, like, you know, I was always into it, man. So. Yeah. To be able to do that now full time and, and like to have fans and supporters and, you know, to be able to support myself financially and, and just exist in this space as a full time musician is like it's such it's a dream. It really is. Well, let me ask you this. Like, what do you think about this stigma that has existed? Like even when we were kids, right? Yeah. That freestylers, freestyle rappers yeah. can't transition into studio artists and right. can't write songs. Right. Right. Well, so what do you think about that whole idea? I mean, I think it's interesting, you know. I think there's there's definitely some truth to it. Like yeah. historically, historically, there, there, there are is. lots of there yeah. are lots of cases of like incredible improvisers right. in hip hop, right? Who just you can't know, write a song if their life depended on it. Yeah, you know? or they just weren't that interested in that, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Like for them, it wasn't about like crafting a hit record and you know figuring out how to do that. Mm-hmm. It was always about the improvisational side of it yeah. and, and how to come off the top and improvise yeah. and freestyle. Yeah. So I think, you know, um I feel really fortunate to exist in this era yeah. of the internet. You right, know, right. Where like we don't have to like in the past it was like, okay, you're a dope freestyler. Yeah. When do we get a hit record and how yeah. can we promote you so we can put you on tour <laughs> right, to perform right. the songs and everyone will sing along? Yeah, like yeah. it just doesn't add up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now, like with YouTube and stuff like that, um, I don't need to like uh conform to that sort of structure. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, people like the freestyles. Like I can create video content based around me freestyling, right? Or even create songs based around me freestyling. 
and and that can be the content. So you know? are you are you like very conscious of that then is like what your brand is and how you promote and market yourself? Uh yeah, I think I think I am, you know. Yeah. I, for me though, the big thing is like in terms of branding, it's always been like if I can just be myself mm-hmm. completely at all mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. that's the goal. Yeah. Because then I don't have to think about the brand. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't want to have to like strategize well, and plot. Well, that's the thing now, like especially with this like social media platform stuff. Yeah, you, you are the brand. Exactly. That's yeah. it. You don't need exactly. to create anything. People follow you because they enjoy what you do. Hundred percent. So, and also too, in a world now, it's like I think authenticity is very hard to find. So for when sure, see it. For they, sure, they really do appreciate it, right? Because yeah. you'll see yeah. a lot of people too. Like I know a lot of white boys that I grew up with. Like every time they did hip hop, suddenly the way they speak would change. Right. How they would act would change. It's like right. no, nobody told you you had to do any of that. <laughs> right. you know? right. But you're authentically you. But you're also in a genre that's you know developed by you know black culture. Yeah. But you're still. Harry Mack yeah. from day one till now. Yeah, and is- I, I think the authenticity like comes through. It, I mean, it cuts through. Like you can tell honestly when somebody's trying to like put up a front and, and, and there's like that superficial layer of like they're trying to be something. Yeah. But then for you, it just feels very gentle. Like that's you. Like you're breathing, speaking, living Harry Mack. That's just yeah. what you are, you know? Man, I appreciate that. And I do think, you know, I think hip hop is about authenticity. At least yeah. like, you know, historically like that's kind of what the most important value is, is being authentic, you mm-hmm. know? So, so in my mind, like, you know, like as a white person, you know, if I'm going to contribute to hip hop and be a part of this music that, you know, like you say, is created by black people, you know, and, and is a reflection of black culture, at least was in, in, in the beginning, you know, um, and still to this day very much is, um, the, I feel like the best way that I can sort of like honor that culture is to try to be authentically myself, mm. you know, and and I think that's important. Yeah, you know, when you when you started doing the Omegle stuff, that's when yeah. I refound all your videos. I'm like, yeah. yo, this is crazy. I mean, <laughs> the most fascinating part of that video is watching somebody's face when you say, "Can I freestyle for you?" <laughs> and they're kind of like, "This motherfucker, dude. I'm trying to exactly. see some crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm trying to see some titties. Yeah. I'm trying to see something. <laughs> what about like, your dick, bro? Yeah. I don't want to hear you rap. <laughs> I'm talking about real dome. Show yeah. me that dick, baby. <laughs> oh some of these girls are like, all right, here I we know, go. And I then know. you're like, give me three words. Yeah. Right? And sometimes the funniest shit is, you could tell some of these kids are high as fuck yeah. because they go, give me three words. They go, okay, first word, toilet paper. That's two, bitch. God damn it. He said one word, know, one word, three, yeah. three words. He goes, toilet paper. Right. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, these no. motherfuckers can't listen to instructions. Right. When, when, when you're doing- I accept compound words. <laughs> yeah. you know, I accept hyphenated, you know, short phrases. Yeah. The rules are loose. Yeah, I'll let it pass, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, no, but I think the dopest thing about like your Omega raps were that when you're able to like really touch these people through your yeah. raps and it's visible. You could see them yeah. getting emotional and I'm Word. like, oh shit, man, that's such a dope moment yeah. for you to be able to do that for somebody through something that you love in the moment. You have no idea who this person is. You right. don't know where they're at, what their life story, whatever. Right. But then these random words that they're throwing at you turn into something that's like actually meaningful for yeah. them. And it's like, wow, man, like that, that that's priceless in and of itself. hundred percent. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. Cause honestly, when I first did the Amigo stuff, it was like we were in COVID. I couldn't go out in the world and do my regular like public freestyles and things like that. Couldn't rock any shows. People have been suggesting that I hop on Omegle, but mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was just like straight up like 
all all dicks, you know, because we used yeah. to go on as kids, and it was it was just like all. That's like five I was out like, of ten well, times, bro. It's it gonna like, be a I dick. don't know if I, I want to like expose like, myself uh, to that necessarily because originally it was chat roulette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And chat roulette was just. 30 dicks in yeah. your face all the time. It was so quickly corrupted. Yeah. Anything that is that concept of right. like, oh, random video chat pairing? Yeah. Let's take our clothes yeah. off. You know, it's yeah. just like yeah. it goes there. But um, but actually, uh, side note, they have like these filters now where you can oh, okay. filter by topic. Okay. So if okay. you do that, it actually filters out most of the dicks. Like, <laughs> okay. Is there a dick filter? Like, if you want to see <laughs> not, dicks, not you can specifically, <laughs> but okay. well, there is like an adult section okay. that you should absolutely okay. avoid. But, um, but yeah, you know, when I first started doing it, man, it was because of the circumstance. And I thought that it was going to be silly and kind of like a gimmick and, and just something fun, make some quirky content. And uh, and see if people like it. You know, mm. I, I didn't think it was going to be something that would turn into like a weekly series. And I think what really surprised me the most is what you mentioned, man. The fact that it actually like had the capacity to have these moments where it was like I was having a real emotional impact on other human beings. Yeah. And I think like especially with COVID, you know, where it was so hard to be in a place where you were going to interact with strangers, right? Like we're no longer like going to bars and stuff. Exactly. We're not like in the park for picnics or in crowded places, like even at the grocery store, everybody's masked up, keeping a distance. Nobody's really talking to strangers. And so I think that like there was kind of a yearning for that type of energy, you know, mm. of just sort of blending with strangers and, and not only talking to people that, you know, mm -hmm. but connecting with with people who are new in, in, in your world. So um, it was dope to see, man, that it actually could could create emotional connections and be more meaningful uh, beyond just being kind of like some quirky. Right, right. I mean, content. it starts off as entertainment, but then it becomes like something that resonates with, with them on a deep level. Exactly. And I'm sure for you too, like you walk away from that like, oh shit, dude, that was that was crazy. Hell yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, I, I was taken aback by it, man. Yeah. Some of the moments too, and like there were, there were some crazy moments where people were like really moved by the subject matter. Yeah, and, yeah. And that was really cool to see. Yeah, like I remember a guy in particular, I think it was about like somebody he had lost or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you were just like spitting bars for him. And then he was just like <laughs> getting more and more visibly emotional. Yeah. And he was just super into it. And I'm like, dude, that's so dope that you. And, and like you said, especially during a time like COVID. Right. When some of these people who like you, there's forced isolation, but maybe those people in their day to day lives are isolated anyway. Sure. Maybe they never had like the friends or that community Facts. that they could turn to. And all of a sudden you got this random stranger who, first of all, is talented who's like doing this for you. And it's like, oh my God, like somebody actually cares enough about me to yeah. even give me a moment to like do this, right? That's such a huge part of it, man. Like that's what I started to realize while I was doing this content and just freestyling in general. Yeah. Um, like people want to be seen, you know? Yeah. I really feel like that's such a, that's such a big part of being a human being. It's right. like, you want to feel acknowledged. You want to feel heard. You want to feel seen. And the dope thing about off-top freestyling is so often it's about the audience. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And certainly in the Omegle bars when I'm like, hey, you tell me what to rap about. Like mm -hmm. you give me the three words and I'm going to run it through my filter and give you something back. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that means that goes a long way with people. For sure. Know? For sure. Yeah. So have you ever done the Omegle thing and they just got pissed at you? I mean, I've been skipped, you know, yeah. oh, I've been okay. skipped yeah, a yeah. couple of times yeah. uh, when I'm just like feeling it. Yeah, I never really had anybody like get pissed per se or uh -huh. yell at me uh -huh. um, like a couple times. 
you know, because I don't tell them I'm recording it till afterwards. Okay. I, okay. I think a couple of times people felt like they kind of got tricked. Like uh, then they weren't down to be, they were like, oh, what? You were recording me? Yeah. Like, nah, man, what the fuck? You know, uh, really? Kind of, just a couple of times. Okay. Usually people are cool. All right. So what? Let's say, let me ask you this. What yeah. was like the oddest or like strangest interaction you've had during the whole series so man, far? Uh, there's this one. It's actually in the video uh-huh. um, with these puppets. It was just puppets. like, it showed up and it was like this, this puppet. And the, the the puppeteer had like a voice altering effect on his mic or whatever, and it was just like hello, you know. It was like so the, it was the creepiest shit you've ever seen. Yeah. Like it was like horror movie level. Like people were scared of the fucking video when it came out. What the uh, hell? It was crazy. Yeah. And it's, it turns out it's this like content creator named Puppet World. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, okay. This person actually has like a channel with like a decent number of subscribers, I think, on YouTube, and they're like doing their thing in the in the puppet omegle. So, yeah, just doing the same thing you are, just with puppets, and you know, yeah. he's doing his act pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, 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 they don't rap, but yeah. he was trying to battle your act. He's yeah. like, I'm recording you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's actually a lot of content creators on Omegle. It's funny if, if you're on there. There's a lot of streamers. I mean, who would have like, thought the you know. Omegle things would have been even more popular than the original content that you were doing? Hello, my brain farts once again. This podcast is brought to you by Skillshare. Listen to me. Cut to the chase. You are like me. You got hobbies, you have goals, and a bunch of things you want to learn and try, but you don't know where to get the right information. I hate this feeling. You can search online for hours for the right class, but I'm telling you, you don't need to deal with that bullshit. Please just get Skillshare. It's an online learning community that offers membership with a whole bunch of meaning, with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of other fellow creatives just like you because Skillshare is about real community and real growth. The course I'm checking out right now is YouTube Success Script Shoot and Edit by Marcus Brown Lee. You guys already know I'm a huge fan of his and I love the way that he sets up his videos and it really helps me create my own in the organized way and fashion that I want to create it. MKBHD is the shit. So remember, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash brain and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash brain. I know. Like yeah, right? I, I think it is that. It's that I'm always doing it for the reaction. Right. It's like, I can't wait to see where the person like is in doubt. I was like, look at the hating ass face on this bitch. Like, <laughs> exactly. just fucking hating. And then they're just like, okay, whatever. I'm going to turn you. I'm going to fucking smiling, turn you. But they don't want to yeah. smile. Yeah. Right. That's the thing that makes me die. It's like, just smile. Do you like it? Yeah. They're, just yeah. like, they're all trying to like cover their mouth. Yeah. And they're like, it's I. And yeah. it's always towards the end when it stops with the words. And yeah. he's literally describing everything that's in the room. And they're right. like, yo, this was doing yeah. off the top. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you see that change in the like? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, oh that, shit. That's always the crowd pleaser. It's kind of funny because like that's the shit I've been doing for the longest yeah. time. Like I've been doing that for years. Like at this point, that whole like call out your shirt color and yeah. you know, the neon yeah. sign, whatever. Yeah. Like that feels easy. Yeah. Um, but that's still always the crowd pleaser. That's like everyone's favorite moment. You right. know, it took me so long to figure out how to like take one word and like expand it into like a universe and a scheme of references and tie all that together. And that part, everyone's like, all right, we'll see. Yeah. And as soon as I'm like, yo, shout out to my man in the black t-shirt. They're like, oh my God, yeah, I am in a black t-shirt. Is it true? You know me, bro. You know me. For real, dude. Like, nobody's impressed by all this intricate word right schemes and you literally say black t-shirt. They're like, yo, this motherfucker's like reading tarot cards. Exactly. Exactly. Mind, mind so blown. Funny, bro. It's That's so fucking hilarious. Hilarious, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your Mount Rushmore of like all time greatest. Who is it? I've been curious about Damn, this. I wanted to ask bro. you. 
Yeah. So that's four, right? Yeah, four. <laughs> it's four usually the top five, but no, then since we're like, saying Mount three? Rushmore, it's four. You know, Mount Rushmore is four. So yeah. just, all right, so yeah. man, like four. My four favorite artists. I mean, my favorite rapper is Nas. Okay. Okay. Um. After that, I'm gonna go. Black Thought. Black Thought. Okay. From the roots. Yep. Dude, Black Thought is highly underrated, underrated bro. Yeah, yeah. So and highly has, underrated. And, and has been forever. Yeah. It's dope now because he's really getting his shine in right. a major way. Yeah. That, that, Jimmy uh, Fallon. The, the Yeah, the Fallon show. But yeah. then there was the Funk Flex freestyle. He did like oh, a 10 yeah, or 11 yeah, yeah. minute. Oh, um, I didn't see. I didn't catch that. Oh, you, no, it's crazy. Recent? Yeah. Well, it's like within the last few years, I okay, guess. Two or okay, three years. Okay. Um, but it went crazy viral. Okay. I mean, it's like the freestyle heard around the world. It's got like 20 million views or something like that. And, and it's one of the like greatest um, singular rap performances potentially ever. It's like wow. if you had to just like, you know, if, if, if you know when they shot that like golden record into space that was yeah. supposed to like encapsulate humanity or whatever <laughs> in case like an alien ever found it and was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is what humans are about. Yeah. I would say if we wanted to represent rapping, just yeah. like the technique uh, and the skill of yeah. rapping and, and why it's impressive, yeah. um, we just send that on. Wow. So, so yeah, shout out to Black Thought. He's been a huge influence. But it's funny because I've been a huge fan of, of the Roots the and roots. Black Thought yeah. forever. Yeah. But I was always like, why don't more cats like Mention Black Thought, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, every rapper mm-hmm. mentions Black Thought, but yeah. I just feel like on that mainstream level, he's a level, rapper's rapper. Yeah, he's a exactly. rapper's rapper. He's a rapper's rapper, yeah. straight up. Um, all right, so we got Nas, we got Black Thought. Um, man, greatest, greatest <laughs> art. So it is hard. hard. It is hard. I mean, I want to say like, you know, uh, I've I've been very influenced by Snoop. I'm gonna say Snoop okay. Dogg. Okay. Oh shit. For having so much style. Yeah. And being so different, you know? yeah, yeah. Like when you talk about being authentic, I feel like right. Snoop Dogg is so authentic yeah. to himself and always has been. Yeah. Nas, Black Thought, uh, Snoop Dogg, and then I'm gonna say, oh man, it's so hard. <laughs> He's like, who's gonna take this fourth spot, take the, man? The fourth spot. <laughs> who's gonna, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say MF Doom. MF Doom. Wow. Wow, that's MF Doom is not usually on like a top five list for most people. You Man, know? yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or in this case, top four. <laughs> the top four, yeah. I know. You know, it's so tough, man, to do the list because I'm a fan of so many people. Yeah. And also, there are just so many different like facets of hip hop and yeah. so many different things that make somebody great. Right. You know, right. like yeah. that's why the lists are always like, it's like, who's the top five yeah. greatest rappers of all time? It's like, there is no greatest rapper of all time. Right, First right, of all, right. it's subjective. But second of all, it's like, well, what are we going to talk about? Are we, do we want to talk about longevity? Then right. it has to be like the Jay-Z's and the Black right, Thoughts. And, right. You know, are we going to talk about just sheer rapping technical ability? Then it's going to be like the M&M's and, the, and, and, and you know, um, whoever else you put in that group of record just technical sales, ability. Record sales, sold out yeah, shows. Yeah, record right, sales, yeah, ability yeah. to make hits, yeah. storytelling. Right. You know, then it's going to be the Ghost Faces and the Slick Ricks and yeah. cats like that. And like, you know, uh, originality. Um, then it's the Snoops and the and, and whoever else. So uh, it's so hard for me know, to say. I know. It's so but, hard for me but to say. But to be fair with MF Doom, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's an illegitimate choice. I'm saying it's like rare that you kind yeah. of hear that. But that dude, once he became MF Doom, he took on that character. Right. That's something where you like, all right, he's authentically himself. Dude. You know? Yeah. I was just talking about how like everything about MF Doom is like so uh, perfect for his character, right? And like the enigma, right, that right. he created. Like 
Yeah, how it wasn't even him at half of his shows. It yeah. was like the Doom imposters yeah. who would wear the mask. Right. And the fans would get so pissed. It's like a cult, you know? You know? Fans, yeah, <laughs> fans would get so pissed. Like, damn, it wasn't even the real Doom. Which I understand. Yeah. Like, you pay, all these, you pay all this money to see this guy and it's not him. But it's like, let's be honest, like, culturally, like, it, when we look back on that historically, yeah. like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, that's literally, like, so The original Jabberwocky, yeah. dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, you never know if it's really him. And, yeah. like, he doesn't, you can't get a hold of him. And he disappears for years. He right. was banned from the U.S you know like we literally couldn't get him in the states and like you know and even with his passing like it was like i think it was like he he what i can't remember what it was but it was like we didn't find out that he had died for until like months after it had happened and it was like on halloween or something like that (laughs) and everything about it is just like as tragic as that was and like it like i really like shed tears you know when i learned that mf mf doom last couple years has been rough man we just lost uh biz marquee he just passed away yep didn't know about his health like his health struggles and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, nor did I. That shit was crazy, man. Just out of nowhere. I was like, every time somebody dies, I think it's a prank. Because yeah. it's, it's too frequent. In this day and age. I know. In this day and age, yeah, right? The first time you yeah. see it, you're like, nah, let me verify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. I mean, because there, there has been many times where there are hoaxes of like, oh, you know, so-and-so passed away. Right. And then you're like, oh, shit, they passed away. And then you find out, oh, shit. Well, no, when you Kobe didn't. passed yeah, away, I thought know. it was a prank, right. too. You're right. That I too. couldn't believe that. Yeah. Either. I was just like, no way. And I just ignored it all day. And then I, my phone started blowing up. And then I heard this fucked up tweet. They're like, oh, Rick Fox died too. And they were like, Rick, Rick Fox had a tweet. I'm not <laughs> yeah, dead. Like, why do you say I'm why, dead? Why are you including what me in this? Fuck? Oh, fuck up, dude. Rick Fox is just chilling. And just like, yo, Rick Fox, rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yo, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah, we were out filming Gorilla Bars when when Kobe died. Oh, we were shit, doing my, my series. Yeah, Gorilla Bars is like where I go out in public yeah. and rap. Yeah. And we were out there doing a shoot. And like, we, we had rap for these kids. And then we moved on. We're doing some other stuff. And then we passed by him later. And they're like, yo, did you hear about Kobe? And I was like, what? And they were like, Kobe died. And I just remember when I heard that, I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't register for yeah, you. Yeah. Like, you know? I was like, that can't be what you meant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's weird because like even people who weren't, like I was a Sacramento Kings fan, right? Yeah. So it was like, he was like my fucking antichrist. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. But it's crazy just just how much, I didn't realize how big of a fan I was of until he passed away. Yeah. Because he was a huge part of my love for basketball was, was the Sacramento and Lakers rivalry. Okay. So when he passed away, it was like a representation of a huge chunk of my life as a kid. Right. So it was just that constant back and forth. And when he died, I'm like, oh, sh- I like Kobe a lot more than I thought right. I did, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. I mean, I don't even follow, like I'm not even a sports guy at all. Right, I'm not, right. I don't even like follow the NBA. But still, like yeah. I was just like, there's no way. It was just it, it was just so uh, crazy to imagine that. I mean, gone. that's that's the true mark of greatness, though, right? Is when you transcend what you do. Exactly. And, and people who don't necessarily, like you said, even follow the sport, they know who you are, though. They yeah. know that you're great at what you do. Oh hell yeah! I think you know, like in terms of legacy, tying this to you is. I feel like you'll you're gonna leave that behind too, man. Like, man, I, I, I seriously don't see how anybody can like if they're a fan of hip hop, even like. A casual fan right. cannot recognize the talent and the skill that you have and, and see that. how hard it is to do that. You know, right. that's greatness. People, wow. <laughs> Give the man his flowers ah. while he's Thank here. Because before, before you, I think to me, the off the top when it came to a rapper, when I thought somebody who was the best was actually a King Los. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. King Los. And you know, yeah. King Los, he, yeah. his freestyles are fucking he's amazing. Nuts. He's, he's nuts. Fire, bro. You yeah. know? And this is yeah, no disrespect to King Los, like still up there, right? But it was just the difference thing that, that edged you was your rhyme scheme change. His rhyme scheme never mm. changes. So, which is typical. Like that's how, I mean, most people can't do that. How the fuck yeah. would you do that? Yeah. You know? Why, 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 did, why hasn't Sway got you on the five fingers of death, bro? 
Because he doesn't because he doesn't want to be there for thirty hours. That's why. <laughs> He's like got a schedule, bro. He's gonna hey. yeah. yeah, no, I mean hopefully eventually, you know, that would be an honor. That would be an honor. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, I don't that. even know Sway. I'm gonna just spam him. <laughs> just spam his head. Yo, Sway, get 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 him right there. Back if there's a Shia LaBeouf's ass on there, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, he's pretty famous, to be fair. Yeah. You know? When yeah. Shia LaBeouf started freestyle rapping, and they're like, yo, this kid's hot. I was like, he's good for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I actually saw, he actually works or used to work out at the gym over here in uh, South Pass. Oh, uh, nice. And then he got kicked out for getting into a fight. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he not, was fighting people, man. It's not man. surprising. Wow. It's not surprising. He was so loud in the gym. Like, people don't know. We, he would be in the gym. Yeah. And this is an outdoor gym. And he yeah. would somehow make it echo. Because this fool would wear <laughs> these grunting and stuff. super tight fucking leggings. Ball sack just, <laughs> no, just no. outlined. No. I'm like, so when I went to the gym, I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Loud as fuck. I can see his sack. Like, get the fuck out of here. Stands up, Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, of course. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> like, amazing. Not surprised. But I guess he beat somebody up at the gym or some shit. Oh. Damn. Yeah. Oh, Very, some, some anger issues. Some of these, like, like I, I always feel like these people who are younger stars, like, something happened in between that oh, stage. Oh, yeah. That, that really mean, yeah, we've, we've talked about this so many times, but like, there's, you just not, the human being is not designed to have that type of attention and like, yeah, yeah. you know, have people cater to them when they're that young. I mean, everybody essentially becomes a, a yes man and a yes woman to you. And it's right. like your view of the world becomes so warped that it's not grounded in reality. Yeah. And then you get to the point where you're like, you're starting to discover your identity and become an adult. And you're just fucked up in all kinds of ways because you think like the world should be delivered to you in a, on a silver platter. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, like sometimes I, I occasionally I would think to myself like, man, if only I'd been pushing this freestyle thing like back when I was like younger, you know, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had people telling me like 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever, all through college. Like, mm -hmm. why aren't you like doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah, why don't yeah. you like put this out, bro? Yeah. Like try to get signed or whatever. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'm like, wow, because I didn't really like my first video came out when I was 27. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of when like this whole Harry Mack thing started yeah. um, in terms of people knowing about me. But in a lot of ways, I'm thankful for the way that it went down. For sure. Because by the time... I started becoming somewhat of like a public figure or whatever you yeah, want to call it. Like yeah. by the time people started knowing who I was, yeah. I was a bit older and I kind of like knew who I was. Yeah, Not exactly. And exactly. I still have a long way to go. You in had terms that foundation of, there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're, like I just think of like the type of shit I was doing when I was 19, 20, 21 years old. Like I'm glad that I didn't have eyes on me. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm really glad that I was yeah. able to be that age and like, make all those mistakes and learn from them and all that yeah, shit. I mean, think about, think about being like a 14, 15 year old who becomes like a content creator, oh, right? God, yeah. And then you got like half of your audience just ripping you apart all the time. Right. How, like, how does their, how does that impact their psyche? And you know, like, yeah. there's no way that that doesn't affect them. And it's like, I'm sure it becomes trauma to them. And then they get, they start to get older and it manifests itself in a lot of fucked up. And you see that with these child stars. For sure. I would say eight, nine out of 10 times, they're going to get fucked up at some point in their life. Right. It's yeah. more of a surprise when they seem normal, right. you know, like obviously we don't know any of them personally, but then they generally don't have controversy or they seem to lead a normal life. You're like, wow, I'm surprised that person turned out that like, for example, yeah. Justin Bieber. I was just waiting. I'm like, it's a ticking time bomb. This guy's been a superstar since he was like 12 years old. Right. It's just a matter of time before he hits that point where, you know, he's going to get into controversy. He's going to get into trouble. Yeah. And then it came, I think, like by the time he was 18 or so. Right. And so it's just, it, it's it's a fucked up thing. Like it's a blessing and a curse that we have this platform for people to like 
launch their their whatever their skill is or the talent is. Right. But it can also come with a price because there's that anonymity behind internet. You yeah. know, people just say whatever the fuck they want without thinking about it. Like, yeah. dude, this is a 14-year-old kid and you're telling him he's the worst fucking piece of shit that has ever been born into this world. Like, come on. It's terrible. I mean, yeah, dude, I get fucked up over negative comments sometimes, you know? I'm yeah. fucking 31. Like, ima- I can't imagine if I was 14. Like, what do people yeah. say? What, what do people say? Yeah, what, what would they say I, look, about I, you? Well, first, I'm really lucky, man. Like, yeah. I, my comment section is very positive. Yeah, like, okay. it's kind of, it's I, like yeah. stupidly positive. Yeah. Like, it's almost like not cool. That's what I would positive. imagine. That's it's how, like, you know, no? Yeah, like where are the haters? Like there should be more, you yeah. know. Um, but I'm I'm lucky, man. I have a super positive community online, so it's only you know. But there's always going to be people who say shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they say. Regular stuff. You're trash. Or this is corny. Yeah. You know, you're garbage. Um, I see you got some gray hair. I hope you die soon. <laughs> what? Yeah. The never fuck? know. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are definitely trolls. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker yeah. had that joke in the back for a while. Yeah. Like yeah. people are going to love this. Yeah. Um, let me just find somebody with gray hair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting to use this comment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's all you know. Those 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 things are funny. Um, like that comment, I'll laugh at. You know, some the only comments that kind of like affect you or mm-hmm. affect me anyway are like. We're like, yeah, that might be true. You know, that one might <laughs> like the Harry Mack comments. Like, you the say Harry, Harry Mack a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Stu- No, I don't, you stupid yeah. bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, my God. And you're like, oh. Yeah, once you realize you do, it's like, oh, fuck. You hate it because it's true. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's a little true. It's like, exactly. oh, fuck. Exactly. Um, so, Harry, like, what's your thoughts on kind of the evolution of hip-hop? Another thing I was curious about what you yeah. think. Um, from the time that you got into it yeah. to now. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Man. Um, you think it's it, it's been um, a positive, you know, evolution? Like, yeah. a, like, like we're going in the right direction, or do you think it kind of like split off at a fork in the road and it just kind of kept splitting off from there? No, man. I think overall it's been really positive. Mm. Like, hip hop is the most popular genre in the world. That's dope. Mm-hmm. You know, um, hip hop is is bigger than it's ever been. And honestly, like, I think right now. It's in a really dope place because there's a there's a lot of diversity in the game right now. And and it's not all like for a while it was like popular to be like, oh, like the mainstream shit is trash or whatever. Like mm-hmm. when we were it, funny enough, when I was first discovering hip hop is when we were like really on that tip. Like yeah, in middle yeah. school, we yes. were like, oh, like we don't listen to video rap. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we were yeah, like yeah. bougie and we were like, yo, we listen to like underground yeah, shit, you we, know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and all that. And, and we were, we were really into underground groups, like Alicia's J5, you know, Def Jux and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but uh, nowadays, I think there's actually a lot of like, you know, um, different things going on that are winning in the mainstream even. You know, you have like, of course you have like the full trapped out auto-tune stuff, yeah, which, you know, yeah. some of that is dope and, and and I fuck with a lot of that, you know. Um, but you also have like lyrical cats like like Cole and Kendrick and mm-hmm. and then you have these like waves of like, kind of uh stuff permeating just under the most mainstream stuff right, like right. The Zelda and and mm-hmm. and like really dope like lyrical shit that uh Freddie Gibbs and artists like that who yeah. are really popping and have big fan bases and play festivals and shit like that yeah even if they're not like going to radio right there's just right. a lot more to choose from now like yeah, exactly. the, the genre is so big because I remember when we started hearing I, I think like the sad part for me was when every rapper started sounding the same Right. Right. Just because they found something that was a lot more commercial yeah. and right. everybody's rhyme scheme was the same. And I was just getting a little exhausted with it. I was right. like, oh my God, like, how many fucking futures can I hear, listen to? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? Right. But then, you know, but because the music is so widespread, specifically in the hip hop genre, you just have to look for it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all there. Right. You know, it's just, you know, obviously, even when, did you guys watch that little quick doc with the, it was like how pop music became pop and they were talking about the birth of auto tune. Okay. And like, and T Pain's influence on it. Mm. And then there was a moment where uh, he was on like on a jet 
with Usher was on there. And Usher was like, yo, let me talk to you for a second. He looked at Usher, uh, Usher looked at T-Pain and said, you know, you really kind of killed R&B. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. That, that's, that's like a dagger through the heart, you know, man. They, they, they oh had that, I forgot which track they had together, but they did music together at that point, too. Mm-hmm. They were good friends. Yeah. When he said that, he said he was like depressed for like a few months because mm. he had to really sit there and think, did I ruin fucking R&B? Because after that, everybody started using autotune. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, there's there's no question that T-Pain popularized autotune. It's not that it Definitely. didn't exist before him, but he put it on the map as like the thing to do and the cool thing to do in, in your music, you know? Yeah. Right. The first person to use it in a mainstream track apparently is Cher. Yeah. Do yeah, you believe yeah. in yeah. Yeah. Do you believe yeah. 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 And so yeah. that was like, uh, I forgot the creator is like some, some older white dude, but he's the one that created and they use it on Cher's thing. Yeah. And then there was a huge debate on whether Cher was doing auto-tune or not. Like, okay. no, th- that's just her voice. It's like, no, 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 no. That's fucking auto <laughs> I actually remember that debate where people were arguing about that shit, but it was auto-tune. Yo, I remember that song too, because I was in the car and my mom was driving and she was like, I don't like this song. I don't like the robot voice. Yeah, oh, I really? remember so like it was like yeah, there was yeah. discussion around the robot. Voice. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it was that, and then before auto tune, it was just a vocoder, or right. vocoders, and like that's yeah. funk and stuff. Yeah, they used yeah. vocoders yeah, exactly yeah. Like in the seventies, and yeah. then you know with that input, like so apparently, like T Pain was looking for this specific thing. Nobody knew what it was called, yeah, but there was like a VST plugin for it, right? And he just went constantly like months searching for it, and when he finally found it, he goes, "This is the shit." Put That's it out crazy. and it was just a fucking hit. Yeah. And everybody. And then Kanye West started using it in rap instead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he also had the 808 and Heartbreak album, right? And, exactly. and that yeah. was like heavily auto-tuned and, yeah. and, and very depressing because that was, that's kind of the state he was in. Yeah. Yeah. That was the state he was in. But yeah, definitely that period when everything was auto-tuned, I, I was getting a little bit exhausted with like, you know, hip hop music, right? Yeah. I was like, dude, everybody's on this hey, shit, man. Jay Z's track, Death to Auto Tune. It was Death a response. Auto- yeah. yeah, it wasn't the Death of Auto Tune. It was not. <laughs> it definitely was not. Because yeah, yeah. it's definitely still mostly Auto Tune. Yeah. Yeah. more popular, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. People <laughs> like, I like this. Yeah. Right, right. And and we're still hearing it today, which is crazy. A ton, yeah. Like yeah. if you listen to like rap caviar playlist mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or mainstream, you know, rap radio, there's still a ton of auto tune. Yeah. Even if it's subtle, yeah. it just became a part of the sound. Yeah. But I think, you know, honestly, like the most mainstream of of the genre has always been sort of homogenized like that. Oh, for sure, you know, for sure. Through all the eras, like everybody that's going to radio for the most part, they're all kind of doing the same shit because that's the sound that's working and that's yeah. what's getting pushed. And you know, but it, but see, that's why the '90s was a special era, and they call yeah. it the golden era of hip hop right. for a reason. Because like then we had West Coast gangster rap, then we had that East Coast Biggie, you know, like. Yeah. And there was a distinct difference between mainstream hip hop, you know, but then it became like everybody wanted to do the same. Well, you know what? Even backing up before T-Pain, I would blame Ja Rule. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of people do because yeah if we're gonna if we're gonna place blame for like what what made uh hip-hop like become homogenized yeah like jaw rule and his melodies you right. know what i mean like and, and 50 came on the scene and he was beefing with you know murder inc and jaw talking about like you know you're, you're fucking whack because you're singing all your shit right and right. then what the 50 do Right. And he became, yeah, he became the melodic rapper singing all the time. And then that just kind of became the thing to do. And then autotune came and, and it's just like, you know. Yeah, it's funny because like for a long time there was, there was, and even still probably today to an extent, maybe there's that whole thing of like, yo, it's rap music. Like, you know, fuck all the melodic shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why do you have to sing on your, on your, on your record for it to be big? You right, know? right. And definitely in the beginning, like it was like, 
I remember with Drake, it was like, oh, oh like that, he's yeah. soft because he right. sings, right. you know, and like we just want to hear bars. But, you know, ironically, I do think that the the addition of the melody is what is that's the reason that hip hop is the biggest genre globally. Now. For sure. You for know, sure. I think relatable. Yeah, it's like a catchy melody is going to go so far. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's really if the whole world wants to hum along to the melody, then, you know, it, it transcends every language. It started breaking and, into like when we were younger, it was about uh, what was like emo rock was like the shit mm. because of teenage angst. Yeah. Well, now there's emo rap yeah. and it's hitting the same genre, <laughs> but now it's bigger because well, it became two genres well, smashed in one. I mean, yeah. speaking of emo rap, I don't even know because the first person I'm thinking of uh, is MGK, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, but I don't even say that's emo rap. He Post just Malone. went emo. Post okay. Malone is emo okay. rap. Yeah, he, he guess, is like the I godfather so. of emo rap, right, dude. It's right. about heartbreak, crying in a fucking room, yeah, but you're right. rapping. Yeah, so right. it's, it was something that people were like, yo, what kind of, before rap was about killing somebody. Yeah. It's like, if I see you, <laughs> that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. You know? Right, right. Exactly. And then I went to like, yeah. I'm crying in my room. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. And they like, I saw this crazy video where they took one of those like popular emo trap songs mm-hmm. and they like isolated the acapella and then they put like, a, like, like 182 drums. sounding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, music just, under oh, it? okay. Rock shit over it. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, uh-huh. and it was just an emo track. Like, yeah. straight up. Yeah. Like, it was exactly the same. Even yeah. the tonality of the voice. Uh-huh. Like, why'd you leave me? Like, that <laughs> yeah, voice yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. That's how the emo trap shit sounds, too. It just has, like, 808s and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And auto-tune. Right. But it, it's, it's crazy. That's, like, the most popular hip-hop genre that I see right now just Definitely. because it's the youth. You know, yeah. they're all going through all these feelings and emotions. And if that song is going to tap into that, that's what they're going to I mean, you know, to. you know, that's music though, right? It's cyclical. It's always right. going to go in this cycle. And then, you know, yeah, it's going to, it might take some things that were popular before and change it a little bit, but at its core, you recognize what it is. And like, I think for us, we have more perspective on that because we're a little older. Yeah, but then yeah. for kids that are like, you know, teenagers now, they don't really have perspective on, unless they're huge music fans and they're digging. Like for me, I remember when I really started to get into music with our limited ways of discovering music, yeah. I was always digging for music, you know, right. especially with hip hop stuff. Like, I'm like, okay, who's this art? Like, for example, typical cats. I'm sure a lot of kids have no fucking idea who that is right now. You right. know, Quell, Dennis and Kane, who like first recognizable Korean rapper for me too. And, and, and Quasar, those guys like were kind of big in the underground scene back then. But then today it's like, who the fuck are typical cats? Right. They're not going right. to know who that is. Right. Um, so for me, yeah, like digging for music was really important and it gave me perspective. But then, yeah, I feel like if you don't have that perspective, then you just think this is all brand new. It's never been touched before, you know, and, and, and it's coming out for the first time. There's just right. so much content now, you know, like if you wanted yeah. to put out an album, you could literally do it tomorrow. And there's no red tape that you go through. Yeah. So there's so much content. It's sometimes it's harder because back in the day, we had to fucking get illegal torrents. That shit on a That's what I'm saying. Limewire. Limewire. Napster. Napster. You know, Torrance. Yo, that shit sometimes, when I had 56K, that was a whole day to get one song. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then if the download fucking stops at like 80%, you're like, oh. Yo, the funniest thing about Limewire was like, there were these like super collabs, like these tracks, and it would be like, Tupac, yeah. featuring Eminem, <laughs> DMX, Dr. Dre, Nate Dogg. Like, that's not like, even catchy. Wouldn't even like like E40, yeah. Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. Like, what? Like, kind of, they didn't even like exist in like the same era. Yeah. And it was just like you know, it wasn't. It was just like an people. Someone got all the yeah, acapellas exactly. and put them on Over one beat. Some whack ass fucking beat yeah. with terrible quality. It's like, you're this like, never really happened. But yeah. every time I saw it, I was like, 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, is this really it? Like, yeah. is this, <laughs> this is the craziest collab of all time. You motherfuckers yeah. don't know how hard it was. You <laughs> don't know. Mix CDs, the CDRs. Oh, man. Like, yeah, dude. I, my friend Alon, man, back in sixth grade, he was the first dude with, like, the CD burner. Oh, shit. And he was that master. dude. Yeah. And so, like, with that combination, yeah. you were just the dude. Dude, like, you know? making your own mix CD was, yeah. like, the greatest fucking feeling ever. So as soon as it's done, like, I can't wait to fucking listen to this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, kids don't know that. These they don't know Dude, I had one of the early MP3 players. Uh-huh. I got it for Christmas. Uh-huh. It was such a stupid thing. Like, I don't know why it exists. It was like, it, but it was so cool at the time. It was like this little thing and, and it had like a curved edge on it. It looked dope. It was black and white. Do you remember what it's called? Nah, man. No. I can't remember what it was. Was it called. like the Zune or some shit? The Microsoft Zune? That it, wasn't one of the first ones. It wasn't oh, even it wasn't. by like a Microsoft. Oh, it, was it was like just, some okay. random company okay. that like you never even would have it's heard like of. Yeah. Bing Bao Tech. And or it, could fit, it could fit like, it was like megabytes. Uh-huh. It could fit like an album. It was like you could have two right. albums on there. Right, like 24 right. tracks. Right. And so it was like, what was the point? Yeah. And like everyone had started hearing about MP3s and LimeWire and stuff. But that's the thing though. It was the ability to like craft your own little playlist though. Like now we could do infinite amount of tracks on Spotify or whatever. It's true. But then back then to have your custom tailored list of, you know, 12, 24 tracks, whatever it may be. Yeah. That was like mind blowing, you know? Yeah. And nowadays it's hard to figure out what you want to listen to, man. Yeah. You got everything. So much. Too much You second guess everything you're listening to. I hate that. Yeah. while I'm listening, I'll get like three songs into a record. Maybe there's a lull. It's mm-hmm. just not speaking to me for some yeah, reason. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, there's probably something better I could be listening to. Yeah. I mean, after all, I have the entire world's worth of music exactly. right here. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll switch it up. Yeah. I hate that because it used to be, man, I would just have like through high school, I would have one CD mm-hmm. in my car CD Listen player. Listen to it constantly. And the way it was, was it would loop back to the top when it was Bro. finished. Yeah. So I would just be anywhere in the midst of this same album for like a month. Yeah. And it was a deep dive. And yeah. I really like would know those albums. I remember what they were. It was like James Brown greatest hits. That was the only shit I listened to for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie, Ready to Die. Yeah. Like I know every word on that album and always will because of that deep dive. And I appreciate anything that. that was on a CD and shit. Like yeah. people, like you know, a song would come on, and then I know half the lyrics. I'm like, how do I know half the lyrics? Right. It's because I listened to it repetitiously. Non-stop, yeah. bro. That's what it was about, bro. One of my favorite pastime activities when I was a teenager, I'd get high. I sit there in front of my computer, yeah. turn on some of my favorite music, and watch the fucking Winamp visualization. <laughs> Something kind of like that. Yeah, you know? Bro. And I just be sitting there and just fucking losing out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, but, then, but then that's the thing though. Like when you're yeah. high and, and and you know, you like music is different. So yeah, like it's hilarious. You know, dude. some of my favorite artists that I'd be listening to when I'm when I'm high would just be like, well, and then the visual element just takes me to another level. Yeah. And I'm probably just zoning out there for like two, three hours just jamming to music and watching this the same loop of visualization yeah, that visualize it man yeah. i can see it now but that's yeah. how you would fall in love with albums though 100%. because you didn't have this many resources so you were forced to give an album a chance yeah you had to you listen from front end to back end because a lot of people don't know like when when an artist who cares they make an album there's a story from beginning middle to end absolutely you know but when you only listen to the beginning part you don't see where it goes right you're not giving the album a chance yeah yeah I, but but you know to that point, I would argue too, though, is that like people generally don't make albums like they used to anymore either because yeah. it became a singles game once the digital right. stuff came into play. So like people are just like, well, fuck it. I mean, why do I need to make an album? They know people aren't consuming music that, exactly. that yeah, way yeah, anymore. Exactly. So it's less of a priority. It's affected the way people create. Exactly, you, you know? man. Yeah. And it's a little sad about that because I used to love like 
it being this concept, you starting with this concept and Absolutely. executing like everything. Like for example, Prime Kanye, in my opinion, like yeah. the way he executed on concepts from like album title to the songs, the way it's structured, the yeah. skits, even down to his concerts, it was all like cohesive. Yeah. And I appreciated that, like yeah. just from a creative standpoint. But then now it's just like, well, we just need to make a fucking hit song and put it on iTunes. It's like, and, yeah, you know, a, lot of, a lot of records are just like, back-to-back bangers. It's right, just like, all right, right. we have this collection yeah. of songs. Right. Hopefully a couple of them go huge and here they all are. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I would say today, like Kendrick is one of the people that's still creating that way that Absolutely, you're talking about. Absolutely, for sure. Like he's sure. one of those guys that it just sort of, it feels like he insists on continuing to do that yeah. in spite of what he's the a purist. trend is. He's a purist, yeah. you know? His records are like novels, you know? With that being said, who do you think, like not necessarily one person, but like leaders of this generation of hip hop? Who do you think? Who do I think yeah. are the leaders? I mean, definitely Kendrick, mm-hmm. um, you know, J. Cole, um, Joey Badass. Joey Badass. You know, yeah. Um, Another dude that you freestyled for. Yeah, yeah, I got to meet him and freestyle yeah. for him. Yeah, shout out to Joey. He's he's always been dope. Um, yeah, I definitely think like the, the whole Griselda movement is crazy with Conway the Machine and Benny the Butcher and those mm-hmm. guys. Like they're making huge waves. Like um, Freddie Gibbs is somebody I'm a big fan of. Uh, Action Bronson, you know, I think mm. there's a lot of dope people in this era that are that are active and and sort of pushing the boundaries. But I guess yeah, in the mainstream, like I think Kendrick is is that guy, you yeah, know, yeah, who's just consistently bringing that quality. Yeah, and, and well, because I feel like it's not like yeah, he's a mainstream rapper, but he's not putting out like necessarily mainstream music. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and and I found that so interesting in this era because it's like, you know, it's mainstream music tends to have a certain sound, right? Yeah. And here comes this guy who's like seemingly left field in terms of what his sound is like. Right. But it still bangs. And he's a lyricist. And this dude can write and tell stories. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I wonder, though, how that's going to translate to like mainstream success, though. Right. Because it's undeniable. Everybody from the West Coast has passed the torch to him from Dre to like game everyone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Saying he's next up. How is that going to translate to like mainstream success in not only the United States, but in the world now. Yeah. And then he did it, bro. He he came out and like, I was like, wow, man, I did not expect that level of success, but I'm happy that it is. Yeah. yeah. You know? And he's always been so smart about that part, like mm-hmm. the crossover to the mainstream. Yeah. Because I remember, man, like, you know, I, uh, one of my friends, actually it was Brady, the same cat that I came up with doing music, mm-hmm. was like, yo, check out this dude, Kendrick Lamar. Like he's he's doing some crazy shit yeah. before like Good Kid, Mad City and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to him in college and just like watching videos and hearing the mixtapes and stuff that was out. And I was like, yo, this dude's crazy. I think yeah. he's going to be it, you yeah. know? And like, we were super excited about him. And then I remember like when, when Good Kid, Mad City came out, the first thing I heard was the single uh, Backseat Freestyle. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, it was a little more like mainstream sounding yeah, mm-hmm. than his usual shit, right? And I was like, okay, all right, like he's do he's doing this, yeah. he's gonna do this, and I was like, hmm, I don't, I didn't know how to feel about it, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I was like, okay, like is he gonna like sell out or whatever, <laughs> whatever that means? But yeah, I was yeah. kind of like, oh, I hope he still remains, yeah. what remains Kendrick, yeah. And then what was so genius about it was in the narrative of the album, which is like a few days in his life when he's like seventeen years old or mm-hmm. something like that, right? That was the moment where 
uh, all of his friends pulled up on him with a bunch of weed and alcohol and were like, yo, let's freestyle. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's like the 17 year old cocky, like kid yeah, just yeah. saying like, fuck the world. You know, <laughs> I pray my dick gets big as the Eiffel tower. Yeah. Like, yeah energy yeah. and it makes sense for it to be that song right it makes yeah, sense right. for it to be that mainstream energy so even the way he did that was very clever mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. still fit into his brand and like he always finds that creative way to to remain authentic but yeah. still like have that mainstream appeal and and, and, I, and i like completely respect when people are able to do that because yeah. it's, i'm sure it's not easy man like right. even if you think you're being true and pure to yourself you got all these people surrounding you about, oh, you should do this. Your marketing campaign should do this. You should look yeah. like that. And then you're, you're, and you kind of second guess it. Like, yeah. is this me? Is this what I really want to do? Or am I influenced now by these outside factors? And, you know, right. um, so I'm sure somebody in his position, it's hard to maintain like himself and his identity and try to be pure to it. But I feel like he's done an incredible job with it. Definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it is tough to do, like for sure. Like I've had my periods of time where I'm dealing with the like oh, second guessing mm, and wondering mm. and feeling outside influences and people telling yeah. me, hey, you should do this, you yeah. should do that. Yeah. You know, um, there was a phase where it was like, right when my videos kind of started going viral and I was like, oh shit, you know, like this is an opportunity, you know, and, and you feel all this pressure of like, you better leverage this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because right. like, you don't want to be like a viral cat video. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. like forgotten. you don't want it to just yeah. be like, you had this and then yeah. you drop the ball, yeah. you know, and at that time, I was like, I have to figure out how to like convert to like a traditional music path of a mm. rapper. You know, yeah. like, I need to get on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. crazy time because like I was like, you know, um, I was reached out to by like Jay Cruz and the crew show on, on radio here right. in L.A. And they right. brought me on to like meet Joey and put me on their powerhouse festival, which was like Lil Wayne was the headliner. Yeah. So I was kind of like I felt like I was like brushing shoulders with this like mainstream <laughs> thing. There, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, fuck. Like yeah. I was just freestyling at venice beach and now i'm kind of close to this energy yeah i need to be this mm. you know and you start thinking like how can i be cooler or like right. how can i be a rapper you mm-hmm. know what i mean without mm-hmm. realizing like bro since you were 12 years old you've been a rapper yeah, you know yeah. you, you you just have your own way of doing it so like for a minute there i was mad stressed out trying to figure out how i was going to become like a, a mainstream artist and yeah. i thought that's how i had to leverage it nowadays i'm so much more just on the tip of like I do what I do. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and again, I'm 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 lucky to live in this time where you can build your own audience and build your own fan base and 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 really create a community around what you do. And so that's kind of the tip I'm on nowadays and it feels good. Yeah, I mean, it's really smart that way too because uh one of my buddies put it the best way. He goes, you know, a lot of criticism that uh freestyle rappers get is yeah. they go, "Oh, they can't they can't rap on like make real music." Right. But did you ever ask the freestyle rapper if he wants to? Right, right. <laughs> you know, right. So, what is this idea that we have this image for what somebody else should do constantly? Exactly. But you never asked them. Like, exactly. Did you ask the freestyle rapper if he wants to be a radio hit artist? Right. What if he said no? Then what is your what is your conversation? Yeah, go? Then right. There goes yeah. your argument. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, bro. One hundred percent. It's like uh, there was this like Mitch Hedberg joke where he was like, "Oh, Mitch Hedberg." <laughs> He's, yeah, he's dope. He's he is dope. so yeah. dope, bro. Rest in peace. Yeah, but, um, yeah. There, he had this joke where it was like, every time I tell people I do comedy, they're like, oh, "Okay, cool. Do you write?" And he's like, "That'd be like if I went to the grocery store and I was like, oh, cool. You have produce. Do you farm?'" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it does feel that way. It's like, yeah. "Oh, you freestyle. So like, what are you gonna do though? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like." Well, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm gonna freestyle and build that out, and mm. I'm gonna see what I can build around. That was what the same thing too. Like I, I did this uh, indie film. Yeah. And then when I came back, it got a lot of buzz. 
And then they're like, oh, so when are you going to act again? And I never said I was going to act again. <laughs> like, right. I, was like, I never, I never right. said that at all. Yeah. And right. so, but you know, because those influences, I went through the whole thing. I tried to be, I was like, I hate this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why, what, what was I doing for this past like year or two? You know, not to say that I won't act again, but sure. it's like the way that people wanted me to do it, there was a specific route, but it's like, I've been doing this the whole time. Yes. It's just not in the way that you you see fit, right. you know, right. which was unnecessary stress. Like, what the fuck am I putting my, myself through all the stress for? Yeah, I relate to that so heavy, bro. That's exactly how it felt like when I made my first project. The album is literally, literally called Contents Under Pressure. Right. Because right. that's how I felt. I was just like doing it under this, this massive pressure that was just being sort of like placed on me. Yeah. And I really like I'm proud of the record. And it was a, a huge goal of mine to get something out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really enjoy the process of making it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? yeah. I was just kind of like, man, this is not this is not fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it becomes what? something else, like, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, just like as soon as I got back to creating content and, and, and putting my voice out as an improviser and freestyler, I was like, yeah, this feels good. This feels mm-hmm. right. And same as you. That's not to say I'm not going to release more music right, or, right. or make another album. I plan to. But it's just like the process and I have to do it my way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's and, not home base for you. That's just right. like kind of a, a branch off from, you know? Yeah. It's something that that, that can, um, you know, it's another tool and a way for me to express myself. But right. I think for me, freestyling is going to be the way that I create my album. Yeah. You know? And it's weird too, because sometimes people look at what they think is missed opportunities based on themselves. They go, exactly. oh, you could have been a huge mainstream artist. It's like, who the fuck said I wanted to? Like, <laughs> like, why is this a missed opportunity for me? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you see fit. It's just an odd conversation. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, are you trying to make me feel bad about my life? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This <laughs> yeah. trolls, bro. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's like, you don't want to climb so high up a ladder that's leaning on the wrong wall. Yeah. You know that's, what I mean? Like, that's the- That's beautifully said, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a very odd place to be at, you know? Yeah. And I think like sometimes too, like I said- they just project what they want to see, what they Absolutely. want into you. Exactly. And it's like, if I was, it's like, well, if you were, but you're not. So exactly. you're, not, you're not in this position. Let me sit with my choices in my life. Because 100%. when I make these choices, I got to deal with the consequences, right. not you. you know? I'm living this shit out. Right. You know? right. So like, if you were me, that'd be really trippy, man. Like, how would that work? How would that work? Let's put yeah. you on Omegle right now. Three fucking words. Freestyle for the next six minutes. Enjoy. And then walk away. Exactly. Right. So with exactly. that said then, like, do you have one of, I'm not going to say like your ultimate goal, but one of, yeah. do you have like a big goal in mind that you want to achieve at some point in your life man. through what you're doing right now? Yeah. I think like for me, man, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. And, and what I'm enjoying the most about it is that again, I get to, I get to be myself. I get to put my ideas out there. And and most importantly, I get to um, have these positive interactions with other human beings, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that whole thing of like interacting with other humans and lifting people up and making people feel good is really what I've realized I'm the most passionate about. And freestyling and music are are my ways of doing that. So yeah, for me, man, like I want to do that at scale, you know, yeah. like I want to travel the whole world and and be able to freestyle and perform and rap for larger and larger audiences and and engage in that, you know, energy exchange of of me pushing my my freestyle out there and then people reacting to it and that energy coming back to me and yeah. creating that feedback loop of energy. So, yeah, I guess I mean that's kind of like a weird answer. I don't I don't have like a one tangible thing like oh, I want to have a number one hit record or I want to, you know, um you sell a million records or anything like that. It's yeah. more it's more so just 
to continue kind of on the path I'm on and continue to grow and expand. No, enough said, yeah. man. I mean, look, what better, I guess, scenario than to not only be able to make a living off what you love to do, yeah. but also to see the world and connect with people while you're doing… Dude, that's like… 100%. That, that's You're living the dream at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like I, for me, I feel like no amount of money or other experiences can replace that. For that feeling you get from that, you know? 100%. It, it, and it's only a matter of like in terms of longevity like how you feel about it, right? Right. Because there can come a point in time where you feel like, ah, you know what? I'm not feeling the same kind of passion that I used to have for what I'm doing right now. Maybe I want to shift gears now and, you know, try something else, right? Yeah. But till that time comes, man, I think it's very visible. And like you could see when whenever you're rapping, doing your videos, whatever, that you're passionate and happy with what you do. And I think that resonates with people, man. I think that resonates with people. And I think that's why you were able to build the community that you have in such a short span of time. Word. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm I'm so passionate about it. I love what I get to do. It's crazy, you know? And I've always been a musician since I was a kid, like I said, you know? So regardless of what I had to do to make money, when I got home from work, I would be making music. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like, I'm always going to be a musician, yeah, you know, no yeah, matter what. Yeah. Uh, even if I didn't rap for the next five years, I would still identify as a mm-hmm, musician. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's important to me to maintain that passion and maintain that love. And like when if it does get stressful, if too much of it feels like work, it's like, OK, let's take a step back. Like, let me just listen to some dope shit mm. as a fan, mm, cool. you know? Hey, man. Well. That wraps up this podcast. That was fucking amazing. Yes. Got to know so much about you. Had no idea you were a fucking jazz drummer. Yeah. Yes. All the pieces are fucking connecting in my head right now. But hey, man, uh, shout out whatever you want right now to the camera. Yes. Uh, Harry Mack. Oh, yo, we have a show coming up in Irvine, September 2nd. Let's go. At the Irvine Improv. Make sure y'all come out. It's going to be crazy. Fully improvised show. Oh wow! So, uh, um, all musical artists or different types of artists too. It's like just just me, man. Just oh, just, just, just you, me. just you. Show, okay, bro. okay. Let's go. That's show. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna be opening DJ set. And yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. DJ's gonna be with me, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, fully improvised show. Um, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. I'm super excited dope. about it. Yeah. So hope to see some of y'all out there. Cool. Well, you could check out Ed too at. Ed to everything <laughs> All right. and check out secret society genius brains every Thursday and Sundays. Make sure you go to a show. Uh, Harry Mac, everything, right? Harry Mac, everything at Harry Mac, youtube.com slash Harry Mac, uh, except for TikTok and Twitch, which are Harry Mac official. Okay. okay. Well, let's go. We'll see y'all <laughs> next time. Somebody took your name. <laughs> yeah. There's some other Harry Mac. <laughs> well, fuck you, Harry Mac. You the imposter, bro. <laughs> so check it out right now in this section, you guys are going to hear, what he does on Omegle, what Harry Mack does on Omegle. No, yes, what he does in life, bro. Okay. What that's he right. does in that's life, right. That's man. right. Thanks for making you look like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, that was very unnecessary. <laughs> but uh, so this is what's going to happen. I got a computer over here. We're going to hit a beat. And Edric is going to give Harry three fucking words. And then he's just going to go off the top. All right. My balls are tingling. Yeah, yeah mine too. You can just throw them at me too as okay. we go. Yeah. If you want to keep just keep, right. you can keep you throwing them. You know what? Fuck the three word limit. We're just going to keep throwing words just at him. Just lob them out. Just yeah. lob them out. Yeah, yeah. we're just going to lob them out while he goes, bro. All right. Uh. First word, Harry. Yeah. Sunflower. Yo, 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 yo. 
do it off the top, got that raw tongue power. Every time I'm flowing, I be growing like a sunflower. H-Mac, got the type of lyrics that you need. Back in the day, yo, I was chewing sunflower seeds. H-Mac, I'm off the top, my flow is never written. Word to sunflower seed shells, cause I'm steady spitting. Yeah. H-Mac, I'm live in the rhythm, and my Tripod. flow's not a drag. Yo, I'm about to pull this right out the bag. What is that? Tripod. Oh yeah, when I rhyme, I be fly guard. Ain't no challenge, I'ma keep my balance like a tripod. Every time I damage an amateur with the stamina, I stand tall like a tripod for your camera. Cigarette. Uh, you know I really press a bigger threat. My lyrics might be more cancerous than a cigarette. H-Mac, y'all know I'm good in person. My mental excels while they writing warnings from the Surgeon General. Uh, and people be loving the way that I spit. And like the tip of your cigarette, Max stays lit. Yeah, ain't no way to quit, man. My flow's off kilter. I'ma kill ya. I'm like a cigarette with no filter. Cabinet. I'm on point. Y'all know I'm really out here rapping sick. I might have misheard, but I think you said cabinet. Yes. Hey, yo, is that correct? Harry Mac, I'm going, flowing off of the top just to show them. Yeah, and y'all know that I be wrecking and stuff. Rappers got their mics and cabinets collecting that dust. Not me, because I <laughs> utilize the tools on the daily. Every time I'm rhyming, y'all know I'm going to drive them all crazy. Ocean. Yeah, hey, yo, I'm making rappers panic till I'm out of breath. I got more depth than the oceanic. It's Harry Mac, I'm here. You know I'm never going to fail. I prevail with lyricism that be fat as a whale. I'm a scorcher, dropping facts like a reporter. I'm a killer in this industry like I was an orca. Yeah, every time I rhyme, you know I'm going to bring a phrase. I'm a lay low like the ocean full of stingrays. Yeah, any problem I face when I'm solving. Oh, we still on the ocean bars? I'm intelligent dolphin. H-Mac, I'm off the top. I'm feeling y'all with anguish. Yeah, and we're the dolphins because I speak a deep language. Yeah, I'm all up in it and I'm spitting it ill. They like, Mac, how do you breathe? Yo, I got me some gills. Yeah, I be going deep, man. Can't nobody diss me. Said I'm breathing through the gills, but my flow is never Guillotine. fishy. Yeah, hey, yo, I make these rappers flee the scene. Hey, yo, off with their heads like a guillotine. H-Mac, man, it is quite confusing. Word to guillotines, I got perfect execution. Yeah, H-Mac, man, I'll never be dead, boss. Because every time I'm rhyming, I'll be chopping your head off. I'm spitting with passion and lyrically flashing. Every time I rhyme, that there's the exact Mountains. reaction. Yo, my style is so astounding When I speak, I bring you to the peak of the mountain Everything I rhyme, and y'all know that it's the cleverest I'm about to bring your ass right to the peak of Everest Yeah, check out the way that Harry Mack can work ya yeah. I'm breathing even a high elevation like a Sherpa Lyrics I deliver off the tip, they about to stay true If it wasn't peak of Everest, then it was K2 Mandalorian Yo, I be scorching them Stars going to war like Mandalorian H-Mac, I'm dropping them bomb vocals Yeah, I'm in Millennium Falcon like Han Solo H-Mac, man, y'all know my lyrics more dope Suffocating the track like Vader with the force choke Uh, hey, yo, I be the crazy thought provoker And it's vital, my videos go viral like Baby Yoda uh, and the track, I'm really scorching this Yeah, hey, yo, peep the metamorphosis Every mac my problem gets solved Do this for y'all, get my all And you know my flow is fully of Evolve. Listen, hey yo, people see me rapping iller. This here metamorphosis of caterpillar. Cause every time I do my lyrics, they be buttery and fly. Turn a caterpillar to butterfly. Don't ask me why. Condiment. Too hot. What do you say? Condiment. Uh, my oh, flow is my dominant. God. Rappers couldn't catch up. No condiment. H Mac, my voice is prominent. Ill freestyle ability, I be onto it. Listen, if you wanna step, you better lay low. I'ma spill your blood out like some mayo. Hey yo, Mac, man, you know I'm here to bust words. Illus with the freestyle lyrics, but yo, you must Mustard. Hurt. Yeah, oh yo, I beat you to that. Uh, H-Mac, see, this is the reason I rap. Uh, and when I'm spitting, all these other cats is acting bent. That there was a Bob Ross moment, a happy accident. Yeah. Yeah.
Inception. They love the way I create, but see that moment gonna make your viewers say that it's fake. Like they must have planned the words and that there was a slip up. Yeah, I forgot your word. Give me one more to rip up. Let's go. Oh, let's oh, go. Yo. 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 That shit was crazy, bro. Oh, shit. That shit was crazy, bro. Damn. Oh, oh my god. Damn. Oh, we gotta do one more. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do one it. One more. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Can we, can we use this? Uh, this These are all, oh, yeah. okay. These are all royalty free. No samples or anything. Okay. Rolex. Yeah, bro, I gotcha. I had to hydrate, so I was starting with the water. He was like, Mac, we know your freestyles are absurd, but why you still hydrating while I'm throwing you words? All right, well, dog, I got you. You know I come through with the Pro Flex. Never gave a fuck about the necklace nor the Rolex. Yeah, because I really got no time for the foolery, and I ain't never selling my spirit to cop some jewelry. Listen, they see that I be flowing divine. Without a diamond Rolex on, I'm still knowing the Marinate. time. Yeah, H-Mac, when I'm rhyming, I be very great. Rap is envious of Harry State. I let that marinate. Uh, when I do it, man, y'all know I came to spit it, haters. This kid is greater. Marinate like meat in refrigerators. Trampoline. Y'all know I'm really about to get props for hip hop. They marinating all inside the ziplock. Yeah, I ain't part of it. I am the scene. Deliver by the ounce. Bounce like a trampoline. H-Mac. Man, I run it like an errand. That's facts. My lyrics fat. Trampoline, they be tearing through that. Uh, I'ma hit the ground. Yeah, I be spitting fire. I'm bouncing like a trampoline because I'm a you metamorphosis. Yeah, hey yo, y'all know I'm out here scorching shit, dog. We already use the word metamorphosis. Oh, I- <laughs> yeah, hey yo, this rap is about to be beat. Negative ten max points for the repeat. Yeah, hey yo, I'm about to crush the game certainly. By the way, max points is not a real currency. Oh, uh, hey yo, I'm out here straight up boasting. Rappers are sounding whack. Those are the people that I be roasting, doing my thing much different from making up and to be keeping the distance. And when they be coming to roasting through these tracks, I'm staying persistent. Oh. Uh, Y'all know this kid is about to get higher Ayo, I'm roasting instrumentals on the Spitfire Yeah, ayo, I leave a field of bent foes When I'm finished ripping all these instrumentals They said it's crazy how we switching up his tempo I think it's obvious this music's what I'm meant for I came to spaz, I'm playing jazz My tongue is like a drum, I've been getting it done Ayo, I'm ripping it from my soul and my spirit What's the next word you got? I'm trying to hear it, yo, I clear it out like Drano When kicking these insane Flows. It's really nothing when busting, erupting like volcanoes. Oh, H-Mac, hey yo, yes. y'all know that I'm great. Matter of fact, I caused an earthquake like colliding plates. Yeah, I grip up on the mic and body bag ya. My imposters get hit with lava, I'm spitting magma. Uh, they couldn't compete with this. Y'all know that I've been at home, exploding from the dome. Sing the cone, yeah. Yo, you know my flow is fatal. I ain't signing to no label till there's money on the table. H-Mac, y'all know I'm spitting with flair. My vocal tone goes to beats like tables go into chairs yeah hey yo y'all know that i got that off the head vibe hey yo they come up short like tables for the bedside staircase yeah hey yo i'm spitting in this rare place i'm steady climbing when rhyming like on the staircase my level is stays on 11 hey yo i got these rappers climbing right up the staircase to heaven hey yo harry mack i'm bringing you deeper whenever i be rhyming it's vital got your brain twisted like a staircase that is spiral. vitamin yeah what is that vitamin uh i don't write again yeah harry mack my bars be exciting them 
him Memories remind me how it felt to be 12 So I invite him in H-Mac, it's exciting Whenever I'm flipping, it's really nothing Y'all know that no one could be a liking to me I boost your health like vitamin C Greatest rapper, really, who I'm likely to be Yeah, all these rappers biting me, G I can't get with that, I spit facts I built this myself I like the vitamin container, I'll be good for your health Yeah, people love the way that Harry Mac can really rock, fam Harry Put Mac. your hand in your dome and say, God damn Yeah, hey, yo, I'm spraying them flames You got me fucked up, you know I'm always saying my name Yeah, hey, yo, my freestyles is real absurd You put me on the spot and threw me my filler words Yo, I'm out here straight bombing with raps You know we about to get a ton of hateful comments for that Yeah, hey, yo, i all this shit from the soul What up, YouTube? I'm talking to all of you trolls He got grays in his head and I really hope he dies soon Yeah, but you know inside my shit is fly, dude Hey, yo, everything I spit be sounding major I got love for all my YouTube lovers and my YouTube haters So wherever you at, from my heart, that's where the rap's born I be winning on YouTube or any fucking platform Comments. All you gotta do is post it, your zone, I'ma bomb it Yeah, and I don't pay no mind to the comments I mean, I listen to the true members of my community But where I'm headed in the future, G, I guess we soon to see I'm trying to say it, I gotta enjoy my Playlist. past Otherwise, I will quickly feel the wrath That yo, I killed it instrumental And they love the way I slay this Make sure that you keeping Harry Mack up in your playlist <laughs> Let's go! That's why I say this dude is one of the greatest, if not the greatest freestylers of all time, man. Thank you, sir. That's fucking evidence right there. Oh, my God. My goodness, bro. And you you guys know that shit was completely improvised. Off the top, man. Yes. He even tied in the shit that we talked about in the podcast, podcast. bro. (laughs) I had to. had to, man. Oh, my My fucking face hurts from smiling. Yo, let me me, me tell you, bro. I haven't felt.